Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Happy Saturday. Yep, we got another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News today. We got a great show for you. Two members of Congress who are at the forefront of both election integrity, national security, the House impeachment and proceedings against both President Biden and his Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. Joining us at the top of the show, Congressman Austin Scott from the great state of Georgia. He's on the House Intelligence Committee. He's got some great insights onto China and what's going on in the Red Sea, the extraordinary failure of the Biden administration of lifting the terror sanctions on the Houthis a few years ago, only to have to reestablish them after the Houthis attacked Americans and other flagged ships in the Red Sea, causing all sorts of havoc and instability in the Middle East. We had them under check when President Trump put the Houthis on the terror watch list and we stranglehold them. And of course, their sponsor, Iran, for some reason, Joe Biden unhitched that cork, let Iran have billions of dollars in new oil sales and took the Houthis off the terrorism list. And today, the Middle East is aflame with the Hamas attacks, so many horrific things. Well, today, Congressman Scott's going to bring us up to speed in the first block on that. In the second block, the chairman of the House Administration Committee, which has oversight of all the election integrity issues. Congressman Brian Stow from my former home state of Wisconsin, he's here. He's going to bring us up to speed on some very important things he's doing to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat in the 2024 election. He has some grave concerns about non-citizen voting, about no excuses, absentee ballots being mailed out, even when they're not requested by a voter. And of course, has a lot to say about the move by some liberals to institute Ranked choice voting, something that is confusing the voters and hijacks elections to all sorts of hocus pocus. Uh, well, Congressman Style, the chairman, is going to be here. He's always a straight talker. That's going to be a good interview. We're going to break some news on that interview. And then we're going to turn in the third block to one of our good friends at the Heritage Foundation. She was in the Trump administration in the Homeland Security Department. She is a preeminent terrorism and homeland security expert, including on the border, where the issues surrounding Alejandro Mayorkas have led to all 10 Republicans on the Homeland Security Committee saying, we now support articles of impeachment. They'll be released next week. Think about that. Next week, articles of impeachment will be released against the Homeland Security Secretary. Well, Laura Reese, 
really one of the best national security experts in the country, particularly about homeland terrorism and the border. She's going to join us from Heritage in the third block. You're going to get a good dose of straight talk about the border. <laughs> we don't get it often from the Biden administration, but we're going to get it from Laura. She is just a pro's pro when it comes to these sort of subjects. All right. So that's our show today. Congressman Austin Scott, Congressman Brian Style, and the great national security expert Laura Rees, back to back to back. On this Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Now, before we take a quick break, I want to remind you guys of our great partnership with a company called Muzzlestick. As you know, I am a giant fan of the Second Amendment, a proud owner of guns. I grew up in a family of cops. My father and my brother both served in uniform between them almost 75 years. I'm so proud of them. I grew up in a family that taught you to respect firearms from the moment you saw one and you needed to know before you handled it whether a gun was loaded or unloaded. You never left an unloaded gun out unlocked. You always locked up your weapons at work, at home. My father would come home, immediately lock up his service revolver so that none of us as children would get it. And yet all of us learned over time how to shoot a gun, how to properly handle a gun. I'm so grateful for my dad, Jack, who taught me that, and my brother, who practiced it right alongside of me. Well, my good friends at Muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K, they have created a super way to enhance gun safety. They have big, brightly colored chamber and barrel flags, and they let those flags let you know if a gun is loaded or unloaded. If someone were to hand you a firearm with a Muzzlestick chamber flag in it, you'd be able to identify it very quickly as unloaded. Now, Muzzlestick believes that every firearm should be unloaded and the chamber filled and clearly marked with a flag. Muzzlestick's not intended to replace the rules of firearm safety, but it does offer firearms rapid, clear identification, which could result in saved lives, particularly for people who are not normally used to handling a gun. So head over to Muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K.com today and place your order. Let them know that John Solomon and Justin News sent you there. Go get these gifts. They're inexpensive. They're a great birthday gift. They're a great spring. If you go out in the spring and start shooting, great gift when you're going out to the range with your son or your daughter or your wife or your best friend, give them a muzzle stick. There's a barrel flag for the loaded gun and a chamber flag for the unloaded gun. Two great ideas that enhance our Second Amendment rights, enhance our safety. We can be great gun rights champions and safe ones. I love that muzzle stick does that. We're going to have some of the folks on from Muzzlestick next week for an update, but go support them. They've been supporting us for a long time. We're grateful for that, and we're grateful that they have created such a cool product to make us all safer as Second Amendment gun rights champions. All right, quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Austin Scott, a member of the House Intelligence Committee, buckle your seatbelt. He's got some pretty sharp things to say about the Biden administration and the destabilization of the Middle East, which he says Joe Biden and his team, yep, Andy, Anthony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, they're responsible for what we're now seeing play on the Red Sea. Shell, you saw this, Shell Oil, not going to go through the Red Sea for a while because not going to move their oil there anymore. That's going to disrupt the markets. That's how bad things have gotten on Joe Biden's watch. Also, things have gotten pretty bad in the economy. I don't know if you saw this the other day. The lowest number of house sales in about two decades. House sales plummeted in a big way. Binomics, it's not working. Somebody needs to tell Joe Biden. Oh, wait, they are telling Joe Biden that he continues to double down on it. I don't know why. But, well, Biden security, Bidenomics, two things that have Americans greatly disturbed heading into the 2024 election. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, 
Austin Scott, Congressman from Georgia, member of the House Intelligence Committee. He'll be with us. We'll be talking about the inflamed Middle East right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, America. A lot going on in the security realm from the border to Ukraine. President Joe Biden has invited congressional leaders to discuss funding for national security, including aid for Ukraine and Israel and border security. The question is, where will that balancing act end up? Meanwhile, this meeting comes amid a Friday deadline to pass a short-term funding bill to avoid a government shutdown. Georgia Congressman Austin Scott sits on several of the most important House committees, including intelligence and agriculture. And he joins us now to talk about all that's going on in Washington. The final day is a very dramatic moment. Congressman, good to have you back on the show. Um, a lot going on. I want to start with the um, the uh, the negotiations. Senator Lankford seems to have a deal out there that would still let 5,000 uh, illegal aliens come into the country if the reports are true. Where are things behind the scenes? What are you hearing and where do you stand on that? Yeah, well, one is we're not going to be pushed into a bad deal. And if we're allowing 5,000 people to come in, illegally. That's not a good deal. I'm not sure that that's an accurate number. Langford's a great guy, uh, very interested in seeing the final language on it. But let's remember this. Uh, if, if, if Biden had not reversed what Donald Trump had done, we would not have had the flow of illegal immigrants that we've had into the country in the last three years. So Biden has the ability to put Remain in Mexico and other measures back in place right now 
uh, to stop a lot of the flow of illegal immigration. And so he's looking for an excuse to do it so that he's got has some protection from his left flank because he's not, you know, he's, he's not the most decisive person uh, that we've ever had as president of the United States. So he could simply go back to the Trump era policies from three years ago and stop uh, at least that much illegal immigration coming into the country. And I heard Senator Tuberville on your show a little earlier. I mean, every illegal immigrant that comes into this country has got a cost to the U.S. taxpayer and the American citizens are out there working every day. Very unfair to them uh, to be, you know, put, putting that fiscal burden on the U.S. citizens that are out there working hard every day. Yeah, that's a good point. That's right. Yeah, and it, and it begs the question, why hasn't Secretary Mayorkas answered questions? He has been given chance after chance after chance, and now Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green has said, listen, please show up or at least submit a, a written testimony. It seems to me that he's been given way too many chances, uh, but what are your thoughts on that? How do you handle it? Well, I, I don't like this guy. I want to take you back a couple of years ago. If you if you remember when he accused our Border Patrol agents of whipping people who were illegally coming into the country, he knew less than 24 hours later that his accusations against those agents were, were flat out lies that he was telling about them. And he continued to put those agents through the ringers. And so there was a, a picture that was uh, that was taken that and, you know, the picture did not show what was actually happening uh, on the ground. The, the secretary changed the context of what the Border Patrol agents were doing. Even the person who took the photograph said that Secretary Mayorkas's uh, representation of the picture was not accurate. And this guy continued to, you know, put those men and women through the ringer that are out there doing the best they can to do their job to protect uh, the citizens of this country from people who are violating our laws. And so the people who are coming here illegally, they don't share our interests, they don't share our values, and the Border Patrol agents are out there doing their job and this guy knowingly and willingly tarnished and continued to attack those agents even after he knew that his accusations were false. So that's the type of person that you're talking about here. The agents don't trust him. The American citizens can't trust him. Uh, I hope that we impeach him. I will tell you our challenge is when you have a two-seat margin in the House of Representatives as we have right now, it's just very hard to get the votes um, on the floor of the House to do anything. Yeah, uh, it is. It's such a narrow margin. On that front, obviously, there is a, a need for a temporary spending deal to kick the can down the road while these issues are worked out. Will that get done before the end of the week, or are we in danger of a shutdown? No, I, th I think it gets done. The vast majority of us in the Republican Party will vote for this. Uh, we're going to support Speaker Johnson. I think Mike's done a good job uh, since he's been the Speaker of the House. We've got a couple of people out there that are attacking him. That was to be expected. They attacked Boehner. They attacked McCarthy. They attacked Johnson. They attacked whoever our Republican leadership is. Unfortunately, you know, these are people inside the Republican Party. And, you know, some of these people just a few months ago had sworn a blood oath to never vote for um, a continuing resolution that now they seem to have a blood oath to only vote for a long-term continuing resolution. So <laughs> he's got his challenges in dealing with people that, you know, continue to uh, move the football the way Lucy does in the old Charlie Brown uh, cartoons, but he, you know he's done a good job as speaker. He's a good man, and if given the chance, he'll be a good leader of the House of Representatives. Unfortunately, you know there's just a small faction of the Republican Party that that's just going to continue to uh, honestly, John and Amanda, they're engaging in guerrilla warfare against him, uh, just as they did against Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been uh, incredible to watch, and something that I also think has been incredible is that since. Since practically day one of this administration, there have been reversals on a number of things that have ultimately ended up hurting the American people. Literally day one, 
uh, shutting down XL pipeline, the revoking of land leases for oil extraction. But month one is when Joe Biden, I believe it was February something, uh, when Joe Biden lifted the GTO designation of Ansar Allah. He has since reversed that. And, you know, (laughs) the phrase cutting off your nose to spite your face is what what comes to mind when I think of these reversals uh, of the Biden administration from Trump policies. But what does what does this redesignation of the Houthis as a global terrorist organization do? What does it allow us to expand if if there is some? Well, he's straddling the fence with it. I mean, I mean, he went halfway. I mean, this is what he does on every decision. The first time that they that they attacked, uh, whether it was a U.S. ship or somebody who who uh, is a friend or an ally of ours, the first time they attacked a ship was the first time we should have sent a rocket in there and and made sure they understood stood that this is not going to be accepted. And so he, Biden allowed this to go on and on and on and on, and then you know does a halfway designation of them before you know he waited months to attack them, and so. Uh, the first time they sent a rocket in was the first time we should have sent a rocket back. And and this is the most indecisive president that we've ever had. He's straddling the fence again. His whole administration is like this. I mean, if you look at what Mike Pompeo said, and when, when, when Mike was head of CIA and secretary of state, we didn't have uh, indecisiveness like this in the, in the Trump administration. Part of it was Mike, part of it was Trump. I mean, both great guys that I, I certainly hope Mike will have a role to play in, in the Trump administration. Uh, you know, assuming the election goes as, as we expect it to, but we can't be indecisive and be the global leader uh, from a security standpoint. I mean, the president's weak. He looks weak. The public knows it. The, the, the people around the world know it. And so they're going to continue to attack us as long as, as we allow it. Yeah. You're exactly right. Sir, uh, Taiwan's in a more difficult position than when before President Biden took over. Uh, some of its allies peeling off it. An important election. The people of Taiwan want to resist China. That's what the election message was this past weekend. But uh, America's uh, commitment to Taiwan seems to be a little dubious right now. Can you tell us how important it is to support democracy in Taiwan? Well, it, it is absolutely important to support democracy in Taiwan. And, lo- and let me say this. Part of this gets back to corporate America. Now, I was proud of corporate America when Russia attacked Ukraine for, for what they did um, in, in, in pulling their businesses out of Russia. But we need corporate America to stop pandering to the Chinese. Now, now, now they do it, and, and, then, and then we buy the products inside the stores. And in many cases, you don't have a choice other than to buy something from China. But we need we need American uh, industry to be bringing stuff back to America if possible, the Western Hemisphere if not possible to bring it back to America, and certainly to be doing manufacturing outside of China. Uh, if you got to be in Asia, let's let's go to Vietnam, let's go to the Philippines, let's go to let's go to countries that are not our enemy other than China. And so uh, Taiwan recognizes the threat that China is, uh, and and they are in their backyard. China is is no longer an aggressive economic competitor. They are an adversary. And, and we we as the citizens of this country um, have got to press our retailers to buy things from places outside of China so that we have choices uh, when we walk into the store. And then we as as the people who were selected to govern in this in this country have got to be smarter about what we do. I mean, this whole thing with you know, solar panels and electric cars and all that played right into the supply chain yeah. uh, and the Chinese agenda. And and this is all coming from the Biden administration. And so uh, 
you know, America's better than this. We're smarter than this. And, and when we get a new administration, uh, hopefully we'll be able to break some of those ties that we have that have been forced on us, not just by uh, American retailers, but by, you know, bad decisions being made over uh, environmental policy at the White House. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, an exclusive interview with the chairman of the House Administration Committee. He is sending new election integrity toolkits to every state in America based on the election integrity legislation that he drafted and got passed through the House earlier this year. Congressman Brian Stile from Wisconsin, the chairman. He'll be with us right after these next messages. Hey, folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mic. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor Advise Fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. Welcome back, everybody, with election season in full swing and New Hampshire's presidential primary, the first primary in the country that's coming just days away. We thought this would be a great time to talk about election integrity. And our next guest tonight has been a relentless fighter and champion for trying to root out the corruption and distasteful and problematic tactics that the left has been using, like ballot harvesting and pushing for non-citizen voting. And just before the Iowa caucus, he and his colleagues on the House Administration Committee rolled out a new election integrity toolkit that continues to restore faith and transparency back into our election system. Wisconsin Congressman Brian Stile joins us once again. Congressman, Chairman, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on. Sir, I wanted to ask you about this. I know this is this is kind of like a best practices package, recommendations to to states, because controlling elections rest with state legislatures. 
uh, recommendations to states to to make their elections more integrous. I know that there are a number of tenets of this that are very uh, important because they address some of the very concerns that Americans have about elections. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Give us some of the highlights. So I'm committed to making sure that our elections, it's easy to vote, hard to cheat, and maintaining and pushing forward election integrity. I want to do that while maintaining our federalist principles. And so what I did is earlier this year, introduced a federal level ASAC, American Confidence and Elections Act, that moves the nation in the right direction. And then just this week, what I have done is introduced the toolkit for states so that states can do their part, so that states can ban Zuckerbucks, enforce and pass laws to have photo ID and ballot harvesting and push election integrity at the state level because it's going to require doing this at both levels, at the state and at the federal level, to truly get election integrity to the level that we need it. Mm -hmm. And so important. You see it in the polling data, even in the Iowa or in the Iowa caucus polling data, people still worried about the system. This, these are great ideas that I think really create confidence uh, to the south and east of your great state of Wisconsin, where I spent a long time uh, living. Uh, Illinois wants to go to all mail ballot harvest or all mail uh, in balloting, uh, kind of flying in the face of the very concerns of its own voters. Tell us why you think Democrats are doing this and what's the best way to counter it? Well, what we have seen in blue cities and blue states across the country is a push to remove key election integrity initiatives. We see states want to remove uh, photo ID. We see more and more locations try to push for non-citizens to be able to vote. That includes our nation's capital. And so what we have to do as conservatives is push back against that. Make sure that we're instilling confidence in our elections, both at the federal and at the state level. And so to do this, what we've done, again, is this initiative at the federal level combined with the state level can truly get us the integrity that we deserve in our elections. And again, the more people that have confidence in our elections, the more people that are going to participate in participation in our elections, that's a good thing. And so as we look out to the 2024 election, we have to get this law passed at the federal level and we have to push every single state in the country to make sure that they're moving forward with key election integrity initiatives, probably none more important than banning non-citizens from voting in our elections. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, if, if I listen to the devil on my, soul, my shoulder, he's telling me that the only way to get Democrats on board with election integrity and measures like this is to steal an election for Republicans. Now, I'm going to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe there are some Democrats who want to to shore up elections. But I think for a lot of Americans watching the Iowa caucus, you know, first in the country as far as a caucus for a primary, and they watched people submitting names. They went into popcorn buckets and they counted them one by one in front of everyone. A lot of people might say that that's antiquated and that we need to move more in a modern direction. Fine, there can be a combination of the two. But ultimately, getting back to transparency, is there any hope for for our elections that we can go back to that more antiquated style of voting? Well, I think what we want to do is maintain our federalist principles, and that means that it's not a Washington, D.C. mandate like the Democrats would like to do. And we want to let each state run their elections. What we want to do is provide the tools for those states to be able to do that well. But to go to your early point, how do we get Democrats on board with this? In our national ACE Act, what we do is we clean up 
Washington, D.C.'s disastrous election system. We banned non-citizens from voting in Washington, D.C. We forced D.C. to clean up their voter rolls. We banned bar- ballot harvesting and forced photo ID. And what I think we can actually do by doing that is prove that even in a very blue city like Washington, D.C., voter integrity is important and it can work well. And if we do that successfully, we pass my bill and it becomes law, I think what we'll see is other states that currently are blue recognize the fact that we need to instill election integrity in every municipality in every state across the country. And so again, this is a two-pronged approach. We gotta pass the ACE Act at the federal level, and then we gotta allow the states at the state and local level to use the toolkit that I've introduced to make sure that we're enhancing the integrity of our elections. Yeah, it's a good two-step process, there's no doubt. Um, another thing that the left seems to be working on is ranked choice voting. It's uh, or All the early studies show that it confuses voters, and particularly minority mm-hmm. voters and older voters get very confused by it. Um, tell us what you might be doing to work on that front. I think it's an area a lot of people are starting asking more questions about in the last few months. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of this uh, get pushed in, in locations across the country. I think one of the biggest pieces is it doesn't really solve the issue that it purports to solve. We have a lot of challenges across the country. We have a lot of information, misinformation that travels around. Implementing ranked choice voting doesn't solve that. And I think what we ultimately see uh, is it confuses the process. And so it's going to be a state-by-state decision. I don't know that that's the right path for us to move forward. There's far better ways to address the challenges that we have in our elections. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Sir, you are always so vocal about what's, what's happening for Americans with respect to the economy. And I think earlier this morning I saw on Joe Biden's executive schedule that he had another event where he was touting Bidenomics, uh, flying in the face of his former campaign advisor, uh, Simone, uh, Sman Sanders Townsend, who said you, you shouldn't be talking about this because the American people are feeling something very different from the actual numbers. But when you look at the numbers, and this is something that you talked about, CPI in December up 0.3 percent, but that was up 3.1 percent from the year before. Americans are hurting. Um, the economy consistently ranks in the top three, top two issues, top one issue sometimes uh, for for heading into this election. How do you make sure the American people get the message from Republicans that that what has failed them through Bidenomics will be fixed through Republican control? Well, I think it's pretty clear that when Biden came to office, what they did is they pumped a ton of money into the economy and did really reckless domestic policy, including paying people not to work after the pandemic. We're still living with the consequences of those terrible policies passed under Democratic one-party control. Inflation is cumulative. And so although the rate of inflation has slowed, the total amount of inflation that's there has means that the average thing that you're purchasing is 17% more expensive than when President Biden came to office. I was in the airport the other day and a woman had her young child with her. The young child started running away and then started walking away. Well, not going as fast is good. So the inflation rate came down doesn't mean that you've gotten your child back. And so what we're looking at with 17% cumulative inflation is that families still can't afford the things that they need. And we need to dramatically change course and ultimately make sure that President Biden is not reelected this November. Yeah, that's it. Actually, that, I got to use that uh, airport episode. That's a good one. That's, I, a, great I it. that's a great way <laughs> of explaining Yeah, inflation. Uh, I want to turn quickly to the work at hand. Obviously, you got to get a, a temporary budget uh, spending plan passed and then work on the border. Where do you stand on one getting the, the uh, spending uh, temporary spending plan done? And then what what do you want to see in the final border package? 
It is absolutely key that we secure the U.S.-Mexico border. I was there most recently with the speaker and a group of members, got a chance to again speak firsthand to the men and women of Border Patrol who are dealing with the problems that are all the result of President Biden's policies. So we have to dramatically change course, and the number one domestic policy issue in front of us right now is securing the U.S.-Mexico border. We continue to watch Washington, D.C. be wildly dysfunctional, in particular as it relates to the spending deal and spending process in front of us. Speaker Johnson got dealt an absolutely disastrous hand as he's come in to an absolutely broken spending process that's been made worse by Democrats in Washington in particular, previously under Democratic one-party control. Shutting down the government doesn't actually save money in the end, but at the end of the day, we gotta get the spending deal done, keep the government open, but get spending under control and secure the border. I'm optimistic that we have a path to do that, but it's not gonna be easy with Democrats in the Senate and President Biden in the White House. So we've just got 45 seconds left. You tweeted this out that CBP seized more than 27,000 pounds of fentanyl last year. I think per pound, it's about 225,000 lethal doses. Um, And couple that with the recent uh, reprimand of the Biden administration. You had 14 Democrats cross the aisle to, to criticize the Biden administration's handling of the border. Are Democrats starting to get the message about the border? Well, the, the border is not impacting just the states that border Mexico. It's impacting every community, including states like Wisconsin. There's a small community in my state with roughly 17,000 people that has 1,000 illegal immigrants who are now living there. This is a challenge that's facing all of our communities. And when we think about the flow of drugs, fentanyl is the number one killer for individuals aged 18 to 45. We have to be far more serious about addressing the fentanyl crisis, and it's all the more reason that we have to secure the U.S.-Mexico border. All right, folks, one more to go. We've got an impeachment inquiry. Yeah, about Joe Biden, we know that. But also Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, he is going to have formal articles of impeachment voted on by the House Homeland Security Committee as early as next week. That's what Chairman Mark Green announced late on Thursday. Of course, we had Chairman Green on the show last week, as you remember. We had a great exclusive interview, some great insights from him. Impeachment is screaming to the forefront, and we could see an ouster of the top Homeland Security official in this country, Alejandro Mayorkas. Be sure to check that out. Well, in the next segment, Laura Rees, a former Homeland Security Department official, great border in a homeland and terrorism security expert. She's going to join us from Heritage Foundation right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Welcome back, everybody. Just hours ago, Chairman James Comer of the House Oversight Committee opened a hearing on the Biden administration's unilateral actions fueling the border crisis that continues to undermine U.S. immigration law. Meanwhile, a number of House Republicans still think that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached as he has failed to secure the southern border, and Mayorkas decided that he would skip out on attending his second impeachment inquiry hearing. Now, someone who knows a lot about our immigration system and work to protect our nation from the chaos is the former acting deputy chief of staff at the Department of Homeland Security, and she currently serves as the Heritage Foundation's director of the Border Security and Immigration Center. Laura Reese joins us for an in-depth border discussion right now. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. You know, every time we hear pieces of news about the border, I think that there is there, there's a certain um, view of it, that it's just incompetence, that it's a bumbling administration, that nobody's really calling this the shots. It's kind of mixed messaging. Um, but the more information we get out that you had this report yesterday from Oversight and Homeland Security from nine senior Border Patrol agents, a lot of their security concerns uh, highlighted in that report. And I just wanted to ask you, because there, there is this perception that it's incompetence, but the more and more information we get, it seems like malfeasance. It, it, seems, it seems deliberate. It absolutely is deliberate. It was well-planned, long-planned by the left, uh, by the Biden transition before he took office. And on day one, he wasted no time. He halted the very effective Remain in Mexico program. He called for all deportations to be halted for the first 100 days. Fortunately, that was overturned by a court. Uh, he basically told CBP and Immigration and Customs Enforcement not to enforce the law. And he has provided billions of dollars to their ally NGOs or non-governmental organizations, both in the U.S. and south of the border, to help them carry out their open border agenda. And three years later, we are seeing it when we're talking about over 10.2 million illegal alien encounters and known gotaways, this is clearly intentional. They've had plenty of time to uh, course correct, and they haven't. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, a little breaking news. Literally, as we're sitting here talking, the House just voted uh, to condemn the crisis at the border and the border administration, uh, the Biden administration's handling of the border. Condemnation's great, but it doesn't actually solve anything. It just it makes an expression. Laura, I want to go into the solutions because there are three on the table surrounding the budget negotiations. One is the Langford proposal, which, if the reporting on it is correct, would still allow 5,000 illegals a day to flow in. The second is HR2, which I think everybody sees as the long term solution. And then there's a third idea that uh, Chairman Green on this show, uh, Chairman Jordan on this show, Chairman Laudermilk on the show all suggested last week, which is that they just simply suspend any funding so that uh, no money can be spent for the rest of the year on any new illegal immigrants coming in. So basically shutting it off through the budget process, given the state that Washington uh, is in, divided, small Republican majority, which of these has the best chance of succeeding and what would you recommend? Well, actually, what I would recommend is that the funding request in the White House supplemental for so-called border security be rejected out of hand. And keep in mind what Senator Langford and some other senators are negotiating over are some policy decisions or uh, changes that take a little bit of H.R. 2, the Secure the Border Act, but put that on top of a very bad funding bill, which would continue to fund the Biden administration's open border agenda and to continue paying those NGOs who that are carrying it out for them. Right now, those NGOs have burned through their money and they're begging for it. You can see it when Secretary Mayorkas is asking for money, more money, uh, President Biden on the White House lawn, the Colorado Congressional District or delegation, the NGOs themselves, they are out of money. Congress should not give them one more dollar. You don't want to then compound that of, of giving more money to these groups to continue our country's demise with policy concessions that would actually codify the very tools Biden is using to achieve his open border agenda. You mentioned the acceptance of 5,000 illegal alien encounters a day. Uh, Recall that former DHS Secretary Jay Johnson under President Obama said 1,000 was a bad day. There's no way that any member of Congress should just accept five times that amount each day. Uh, The negotiations also include having taxpayer-funded deportation defense attorneys for unaccompanied children. Now, it is very sound policy that the taxpayers are not to pay for deportation attorneys, and the left has been trying to chip away at that for decades. They always start with kids, and then they expand the benefits to other populations. That mm-hmm. should be a non-starter. Um, and, and I could go on. Now, you also mentioned the um, kind of the, the one-line no funding uh, by, by some members in the House. And my understanding is that would attempt to uh, prevent release of aliens into the U.S. out of detention. But you have to keep in mind some constitutional requirements and other court settlement existence, the Flores Agreement, which a judge has said you can't be in detention more than 20 days. The Supreme Court has also said you can't hold aliens in detention indefinitely. So I don't think there's a magic bullet there with one line saying you can't spend money to release aliens. Right. Good point. Mm, yeah. Pra- pragmatically. I mean, it, point, yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. If you can plug it at 10,000 and you can plug it at 5,000, you can plug it at zero. But the, the incentive is not there. Um, if I could just distill what you just said down to one major concern that I think a lot of Americans have. 
Um, obviously, we want funding for border security. My concern is that with the fungibility of money, uh, that Democrats will use that more for processing and less for securing. That's exactly right. One more dollar to this administration goes to more processing. And so Congress has to be very explicit about what money can and cannot go to. Uh, it cannot go to more processing. It needs to go to uh, true border security and true immigration enforcement, including detentions and, and more uh, deportations. Yeah, important. What's your prediction? Where, where will things be when we wake up Saturday morning, Laura? I, I don't foresee this uh, Senate agreement uh, continuing. I, I tend yeah. to think it's it's dead on arrival. Speaker Johnson has already said absolutely not. Um, so you know, let's hope that he he stands by that. The Secure the Border Act is a fantastic bill that would in fact stop illegal immigration. It plugs the holes and the loopholes that need to be closed. Uh, the House has already passed that. That should be the floor for the Senate, not the ceiling. Right. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Congressman Scott, to Congressman Style, and, of course, Laura Rees. Three great interviews. You left this show armed with knowledge, and I'm so proud of the great guests and thankful for the great guests that joined us, and we have these great conversations. Also, I'm thankful for our great partners on the commercial side, our sponsors, our advertisers, Muzzle Stick among them, not only because they sell a great product and they sponsor us, but because they advance the cause of the Second Amendment, because they advance the cause of safety. If you're a gun owner, muzzle stick chamber and barrel flags save lives. Go get them today by going to muzzlestick.com. That's M-U-Z-L-S-D-I-K.com. All right, folks, that wraps up the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports. Now, we got one more to go this week, Sunday brunch. Oh, my gosh, we've got a good one. Senator Tommy Tuberville, a lot of people know him as coach, the great coach from Auburn now, a Republican senator from Alabama who's always making an impact in Washington. Tommy Tuberville will kick off our Sunday edition. We got Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch, Victoria Coates, former Deputy National Security Advisor, Sheriff Mark Lamb from the border state of Arizona, also now running for U.S. Senate. He's going to be with us. And Carl Zabo, the premier expert on artificial intelligence. And you know what? Got something sharp to say about all those guys at Davos. You're going to want to tune up for that tomorrow. All right, that wraps it up. Happy Saturday. We'll be back tomorrow for the brunch edition, the Sunday brunch edition. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash Victor Tax Network USA dot com slash Victor. 
You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider.